Hey, and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Before we begin, I'm thrilled to announce the launch of our Patreon. By becoming a patron of Theater in the Now, you will receive exclusive perks including patron-only content, ticket discounts, and much, much more. So head on over to patreon.com slash theaterinthenow. And after you become a patron, follow us on Twitter at theaterinthenow. And of course, check us out at theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. are here with the ladies of Exquisite Corpse Company, Tess Howsom and Blair O'Leary. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking the journey to Astoria in the cold. <laughs> it was glorious. Uh, so how was your New Year's? It was great. Good. <laughs> did you guys do anything fun? What did I do? I went to a, a warehouse party in Bushwick. I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Blair was living it up for both of us because I had to work. So oh, not fun. Yeah, but kind of awesome to work on New Year's when it's like a prefix and oh, so it's easy. Easy, you know what you're doing. And Did you have a lot of drunk customers? Surprisingly, no. That's good. No, I felt like no it was my unruly. mission then to like get people drunk. Nice. So was, it's New Year's. Did it's you get fun. like extra big tips? Yes. 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 That's yes. good. Mm-hmm. So nice. that was happening. So we are here to talk about the wonderful company known as Exquisite Corpse Company. Woo! So who wants to um, tell us about it? Yeah. About the... <laughs> you do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, in case you didn't know, ECC as we call it, because Exquisite Corpse Company can be a mouthful sometimes, uh, was birthed many moons ago. It wasn't officially a company until 2015 or no, 2016. What are we in? We're 20... in 2017 now. Oh my God! So it was 2012. <laughs> 2012. Oh my God. Started in 2012. It feels like we. Right, anyway, so yeah, 2012. <laughs> so we will have our fifth year anniversary in May, which is very exciting for us. We're gonna have a party, which you're obviously invited to. Yay! I love parties. Yes, it's gonna be on Cinco de Mayo. So we'll be five on the fifth month, uh, on the fifth day. Nice. Right. So we're looking forward to that party. Um. But yeah, ECC is really all about um, bringing together artists of different mediums and kind of creating this collective um, hive mind collaboration body of work. Um, and Blair and I met back in 2010? 10? 11? 11. 10. We're going to say 10. Right. And take the extra years. <laughs> yeah, sure. Feels like that. So. Yeah. But <laughs> so we just kind of ran around and... Um, this had been an idea of mine when I was in college. And then when I met Blair, she's like, well, let's do it. And I was like, well, great. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so where did you go to college? So let's get some background oh, yeah. on the two of you. Uh, I went to Bard College okay. for undergrad. And I went to Marymount Manhattan here in the city. Mm-hmm. And how did you find each other? Oh, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful love story. I can't wait to hear it. Are you really ready? I, we, sometimes we like to say <laughs> we met each other and became... Best friends by having bad sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's hear mm-hmm. the story. <laughs> uh, well, so Blair, you know, she went to Marymount, so she was already in the city. Right. City slicker Blair. Uh, little Tess. And <laughs> she grew up in Colorado and then went to school in the woods and then decided to move to the city. And on her third audition, she went to this audition for a show called 
sex, relationships, and sometimes love. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was my third audition ever, and I had, you know, my big eyes and my bushy tail, and I was ready to take on the world. And I get there, and there's all these girls coming in, and they're changing, literally, into ball gowns and curling their hair. And I'm like, where am I? What mistake has happened? And I'm waiting in line for my, you know, audition, and the elevator doors open, and I see these really dirty, like, shit-kicking boots <laughs> coming out of the elevator. I'm like... Who is this? And it's Blair. And she comes up and she's like, are these the auditions? And I'm like, yes, they are. Yes, they are. And in my head, I'm like, you're my friend. Be my friend. And she slumps down next to me and whips out an Ibsen. She was reading Hedda Gabler. And I was like, I love her. I love her. I love her so much. And <laughs> then I figured out that we were going to audition back to back. And so I strategically found some other biddy to go in between us because I thought Blair was the only one there with like, any form of competition. Uh, <laughs> so I had to put someone in between us. Uh, and then we both got cast. Mm-hmm. And it turned out, well, how did you describe the, the call, Blair? Well, it turned out everybody got cast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was... Uh, so much for my strategy. Yeah, it was, it was a monologue show. It, really long story. At the end of the day, it didn't matter if we showed up to do it. Mm. But over the course of it, Tess and I kind of like stared at each other. We're eyeing each other. <laughs> we had girl crushes on each other. And I told her I liked her boots. And I told her I liked her dress. And then I promptly quit the show, and that was all I had ever said to her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and then about a week later, I got cast in a show that was happening in the same theater. And was outside with that cast and test passed me and I was like oh no I've been caught um I didn't but care. she didn't care and then we didn't speak to each other again and then about month two months month or two months later uh we both yeah. uh, through the same person but without knowledge of each other or knowledge that we mm. both knew the same person mm-hmm. um were asked to bartend at the women's center stage festival at um, the living theater mm-hmm. and uh, I was setting up the bar and I heard this like crazy laugh from around the corner <laughs> and I never I am so bad with names I'm like <laughs> me too terrible with names and for some reason I was just like Tess and I was like Blair and we like ran down the hallway like long lost lovers <laughs> like and hugged like each other moment. it was yeah, weird it like, was really looking weird. back on it we should have been like a little bit shyer around each other because yeah. all I said is I liked your boots yeah it was very <laughs> straight but then we ended up like creating cocktails out of like the vodka and like donated soda <laughs> to this festival and became best friends and that's, yeah, the rest is history. That's gonna be a great moment in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then the great thing is, is that uh, that night Blair asked me like, "What else do you do?" Because we did, we obviously we didn't know each other. You know, <laughs> we just thought we did. We just you know felt like we did. And um, I told her that I wrote this play below, and she was like, "Well, let's do it." I was like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> awesome." So then we applied. Blair so got us into yeah. the Fringe Festival in 2012, and that's when the company was sort of officially born. I just remember <laughs> calling Tess. So we got, I like did the whole application and we like sent everything in and then we got in and we were like, yay! And then I was like, oh my God, we have to produce a play! 
Why? <laughs> Why do we do this? I was like, it's totally fine. We got this. It's going to be but easy. We so, did. Sounds like my summer. Yeah. Oh, God. yeah I, I mean, it was definitely not easy. No. Um, it wasn't. It's a, we were, it was a, like a trial by mm-hmm. fire, sort of, like, I'm sure mm-hmm. Yours. you can imagine. Absolutely. <laughs> right. But the mystery and the magical thing, too, is um, the Fringe Festival, I think they still did it when you did, too, where they randomly assigned you a theater. Yep. Well, when Blair and I found out that our theater was the living theater where mm-hmm. we met, like, I cried. I literally yeah. cried. It's all fate. It yeah. was. So much fate. Yeah. So that's our fateful Here we are. And now we jump to 2017. Yes. And let's talk about your upcoming event, the Corpse Revival series, uh, Like Clockwork. Woo! Blair, Um, you should tell them about this one. All right. Um, Well, over the course of the past, I guess, three years now, we we decided we wanted to kind of develop a a developmental side of our Our company. Our incubator. as we do large scale productions and we do some touring productions sometimes. Um, so we we wanted to find a way to work this writer's lab format that Tess and our literary director, Blake Fishton, had um, had developed. Um, so we started just by saying, okay, we're gonna do a writer's lab. And in that writer's lab we invited six new writers into the company to follow this this month long intensive and out of that each writer would uh, create a a one-act play Um, and then so we were like cool we're gonna do that (laughs) what are we gonna do with these plays we should have a reading series so then we developed the drinks and drama reading series where we paired with local bars in order to give a kind of like a non-traditional place to perform and connect with a different community um, in Brooklyn. So that's that's where the Drinks and Drama reading series came from. So the way that it's been going is biannual, biannually we have a writer's lab and the reading series. And, and after about four rounds of that, we were like, mm. oh my god, we have all these amazing plays. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we should good work put them up. So the third part of uh, what's now called the Exquisite Development Program, um, it was started last summer, and it's called the Corpse Revival Performance Series. So the Corpse Revival Performance Series is where we choose as a company four to six plays uh, that we're most excited about working on um, and and developing further and putting on their feet. Um, and because this is still a program in development, <laughs> it's kind of taking on different forms. So this for, this version of Corpse Revival um, was actually actually features writers that were invited to do a special lab over the summer, um, and so we're just putting all of those those plays up. Um, this lab is pretty interesting to me because they were invited, and and every lab. As you know, because you were mm-hmm. one of our writers, starts with starts with choosing a theme, and the lab was taking place last summer during the primaries. So the writers were all like, "We want to write about political themes," and they ended up agreeing on the kind of metaphorical theme of like clockwork, um, which is pretty cool, mm-hmm. I think. And then we timely. Came, timely. <laughs> but man, then, uh-huh. 
Yes. <laughs> we came out with all like these six like really interesting different perspectives on American life, either using politics as the subject matter or as just like the vague background. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and they're all so different and so cool, but like interestingly tied together. Um, now our timing got pretty uh, serendipitous, I suppose. So I actually um, confirmed with our venue, Dixon Place, um, that we would be doing this series with them uh, on election day. Um, yeah, it was I election day for me was I got up and did a bunch of work supporting this series, confirmed everything with Dixon Place, like got that phone call, sent off a few more emails, shut my computer mm. and went to the bar to watch the election results with Tess, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> crazy. And now we're going to be doing these plays that I'm pretty positive were all written with a different outcome in mind. I mean, don't quote me on that. I haven't asked the right. writers, but right, I, yeah. I had a different outcome in mind. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty positive, and now they're being performed three days after inauguration. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so timely and so weird and, mm-hmm. and interesting, and really, I think our timing is putting a very interesting lens on the production mm-hmm. of these right. stories. So. so they're going to be performed at Dixon Place. Yes. Um, and how does this, I guess, festival of sorts work? How how many days does it go over? And three. Many, Only three. Three, three days. Three days. <laughs> six plays. Three days. Okay. Six plays. Each uh, play gets one workshop performance. Great. So. Yeah. And, and so describe what, in your minds, this workshop looks like. Is it with scripts in hands? Is there no... No, man, because ECC tradition is go big or go home. Absolutely. I don't know if Blair and I want to die young or what, but... We're working on it. <laughs> um, no, we're, we're challenging six directors and their casts and their playwrights to get off book, have like the measliest of money to support themselves through this process, uh, to rehearse, to meet with our costume consultant, not really costume tech, costume consultant, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and then we have this installation artist who I'm working with to build a singular set that will serve all six plays. Nice. One sound designer, one lighting designer, good luck, off to the races, <laughs> you know, it's going to be great. Um, and I'm directing one of the plays and it's, um, it's really fun. I think it's going to be a good time. It's going to be very like, a crunched fringe festival in my mind exciting mm. you know because you have like limited time to reset each show and then it's go nice so what i do i'll jump in about mm-hmm. the set and the fact that there is only one set and like and that it is well there's only one of each designer mm-hmm. we obviously did that kind of out of necessity but the one set thing was by design mm-hmm. um and i'm kind of loving that we have just one design thing, team yeah. for the whole thing because I think it does mirror the writing process. Mm-hmm. And I think it actually, especially with the subject matter, is really reflective of, of what all these plays are saying on a whole, that mm-hmm. we all like, exist on this one plane that we see in different ways and that we, we shape into different things. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's going to be one set like one piece used by the same six plays in different ways and like I think 
I think that's relevant. To, mm-hmm. Yeah. So how have, I'm sure you've gotten emails upon emails from the directors being like, can I have this? Can I have this? And you're like, no. <laughs> no. Um, so how is it working with um, giving these teams all these challenges? So far, it's pretty cool. I mean, I will also say having the centralized design team is super awesome because then you're not working with a bunch of different sound designers who all want right. blah, 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 you know. It's one person. She's going to handle it all. So it's sort of nice for us streamlining that. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, I mean, people are just sort of, pardon my French, but kicking ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, just doing it, you know. Um, I don't know. We haven't had any huge issues right now. But, you know, not yet. all the wood. <laughs> not the wood. Yeah. My gosh, please, not yet. <laughs> so ECC has been thriving for some time now. What are the keys to success? <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> insanity clearly um being ready to go insane yeah <laughs> i really think uh if blair and i didn't have each other um it would be really hard to do a company by yourself mm-hmm. um i think that it also helps that it's um we're supported with an amazing team a small team but a mighty team and that the company sort of survives because there's a need for us here um, because there are so many talented artists in the city who need a platform or a community to join to get their projects and their ideas voiced, um, I think that that sort of maintains ECC. You know, if there weren't any interesting artists, then you know why would ECC need to be here? Right. Um, uh, so, like, how about challenges you've experienced as indie artists over the past five years? Uh, well, well, you know, money. money. <laughs> <laughs> That's. First and foremost, and then I guess money also bleeds into space. Mm -hmm. We are not above rehearsing in apartments. No. Even though we dream to be. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Apartments are space, and, uh, you know. Uh, Yeah, exactly. And I think, uh, you know, it's also been a, a learning curve for me, and I think, Blair, you too, but we're both primarily artists. You know, we didn't go to business school, so... Like, we're trying crash course MBA like <laughs> right we're trying to sort of figure that part out I mean eventually we'll probably want to bring on a third person sure. as a managing director for us because neither of us want to do the money right well and <laughs> you know? not even that we don't want to but it's like but we don't uh, it's just it's not, just not a wheelhouse. smart move for one of us to do that <laughs> I mean as it is now we sort of share that responsibility right. um yeah so I'm going to ask a big question yes where do you see ECC in five years? Mm, well, that's a fun, we have we have so our many different ideas. <laughs> I just you know I mean of course I think the the main issue that that obviously I mean Blair and I have many dreams for ECC, um, and I think that we've been talking about you know locations and things like that. But regardless of where we are, I can say that the big hope is that we will have a space um, that we can fully produce our work in. Um, Ideally, this space would have Blair's Corpse Revival Bar, which will be an absinthe <laughs> bar. Well, we've gone real deep oh, into we've got, you don't even know. Hey, late night dreaming. Go big or go home. But right. we also, in terms of having our own space, it would be, it would be a way for us to start generating income and creating more solid programming and... You know, having mm-hmm. having rehearsal space and having space for the community of artists that we've now created. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really huge thing because community is such a big part of 
what we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really proud of that. And the more we can give back to the artists that we have as part of our community, the better. That's great. What yeah, I it's sort of, I, I told Blair, it's kind of like... Uh, the greatest gift is that we get to sort of be like these weird art fairy godmothers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you have that dream when you come to New York that you'll be working as a barista and an agent will come in and be like, darn, you're amazing. We must have you. And and in a way, part of me feels like we get to offer, you know, maybe not to the full extent of Broadway, but, you know, help people who are like, darn, you're talented. Come be in our writer's lab. Come act on, you know, Governor's Island. Come build an installation. You're a great, you know... Look at your house, Michael. We're going to hire you to do interior design now, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's that's a huge gift that we get. Yeah. We're honored to be able that's to offer. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think what's really cool is that you can ask other indie artists what their five-year plan is, and they're like, I don't know. <laughs> but to have a goal, I think, is telling of the success you've had in the last five years. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. Here's I to another, another five. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask another one more ECC-related yeah. question. Um, I want to know a little bit about the artwork that you use on social media because it's very specific. What What is the origin of that? Well, <laughs> I mean, it's from all over the place. In terms of the the stuff that we have created specifically for our events, we generally work with graphic designers and usually starts from and and visual artists and it 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 comes from a place of you know we tell them kind of what we're looking for and then there's they always have this like retro feel that's well i think ecc is sort of this um like gothic (laughs) meets like expressionistic um family that uh so we do like to work with artists who can offer us maybe a little more vintage vibe to our stuff um because I guess because we are an indie company, it feels like a lot of the work we're doing is sort of like speakeasy anyway. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're under that radar. Like, there's the Under the Radar Festival, and then there's ECC. He's <laughs> legitimately under the radar. <laughs> so let's talk a bit about you guys as artists. Um, who or what are some of your inspirations? Um, as personally as an artist, yeah. as Blair the actor, I don't... I, <laughs> Oh, that's a hard question for some reason. I don't. I've never been able to answer that <laughs> question when people ask me who my favorite actor is. I just feel like, you know, or or sure. whoever. I feel like I like so many different things at so many different times. And lately, I have been because of ECC surrounded by so many of my peers who are so amazing. Mm-hmm. I I think that those people are my. It's a great inspiration, inspiration to have. I think so. I I hope I hope that's okay. I mean, yeah. I, like our writers lab writers are just time after time so amazing. I'm not a writer. I'm an actor, I'm a producer, but the act of writing a play is so fascinating and like magical to me. And I don't know how you do that. <laughs> like, I mean, it so. was incredible for me to be a part of it over the fall. I mean, I've now with my theater company, I'm re doing have the structure a little bit and we're going to be making it more of a writer's lab because yes. um, it just it generates work in a way that is, is helpful to the artists and mm-hmm. I mean I, I mean the play I wrote I think is one of the best things I've written since so yeah <laughs> I'm, glad I, I'm glad I had that forum to create in a space that it was okay to take risks and get challenged by the other writers and Blake mm-hmm. and I had fun. 
Yay. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. I mean, for me, it's, as an artist, uh, I really always, Blair, I mean, obviously you know this in seeing all of our main stages, um, I go to the visual. Um, whenever I feel stumped, it's like time for a trip to the art museum, you know, mm-hmm. and and for me, working with Blake, um, the, the writer's lab, choosing the image or the images that get used as prompts um, is sort of part of my personal practice, too. Um, I like to, and I also like to try and, like, challenge myself. So if you ever feel stumped, here's something that I do, you can do. Go to a museum, pick out, like, a, a couple of favorite songs, put them on shuffle, put your headphones in, and then pick a painting and listen to a song write down the song and the painting title, and then just sort of free write. Nice. And kind of like whatever comes out of that, sometimes that clarifies things for me. Um, yeah, prompts are an incredible way to mm-hmm. create art. I mean, yeah. that, that was probably one of my favorite parts of the lab was mm-hmm. getting these prompts where each person brought in random shit. And like yeah. to see how the six of us interpreted some of these drastically different things. It's so cool. And I think that's cool because it actually also does mirror our larger development Mm -hmm. process for our main stages. It's like Mm -hmm. when we we just did The Enchanted Realm of Rene Magritte uh, on Governor's Island. Before that, we did Secession 2015. Um, So those two pieces were kind of where we found our stride and our voice as a company. And both of them take visual art and uh, challenge writers to write pieces based on their understanding of sure. the piece and also of the the artist, what they know of the artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are working from art constantly. And then, I mean, that's different because we end up smashing all of those together into mm-hmm. one right. big thing and and it becomes an exquisite corpse. Mm-hmm. But it it <laughs> is, that is now kind of how we've figured out what we've, we've figured out sort of as a group what our process is and it's it's finding its way into every aspect of our program it's mm-hmm. awesome how about any dream projects or collaborators Ooh, we have we have big ones we have small Go for it. ones you never like get the big I, ones out there get uh, it out there in the universe you never know what will well, happen i i actually just because tess has had this this effect on me. Um, <laughs> I, I recently went up to Dia in Beacon, mm-hmm. and I told Tess I was going to Dia in Beacon, and <laughs> she said, "When you walk around, just imagine ECC doing a piece in here." And that was all I was doing. Right? Would that be cool? Was, yeah, at the nauseum, I'm sure to the people I was with, <laughs> I was like walking around, being like, "Oh." Yes, and then Anya would be running through here, <laughs> and Max would be over there, and I'd be singing in the corner, and yes, this is perfect. So he like, drags you into another room. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm like, I mean, yeah, it would be dreamy. Great. That That's a dreamy, I don't know if you've ever been I've up there. I've never been. Like, huge warehouse of, like, giant conceptual art pieces, and just, it makes you, whether you're an actor or not, want to run around and, like, mm-hmm. play, so. Yeah. Yeah. That one, I think, um, it'd be cool for us to collaborate. Um, you know, we did um, a collaboration with the Colorado Springs Fine Arts Center, which is a museum in Colorado, um, and created work based on a gallery um, of work, which had Cindy Sherman, uh, among others. And uh, I think it'd be great to create something for Brooklyn Museum. Because nice. it's right in our neighborhood. You know, we're a Crown Heights-based company. It'd be That's great nice. to do Brooklyn Museum. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I have this dream that... 
so my other favorite, so Blair said Beacon, love Dia Beacon. And then if you keep going up, you hit Hudson. And Hudson's sort of been this uh, retreat for me since I was in you know, college. Um, so it's right by Bard. And Marina Abramovich just recently bought the old tennis uh, building in Hudson. I don't know if she's done anything with it yet, but I, if you're listening, God help us. I would love to build something in that space, Miss Marina. (laughs) (laughs) Since moving to New York, how have you guys changed as artists? Wow. I think I discovered who I am as an artist. Um, I think I moved here for college and, and got a BFA in acting which is very different from what I'm doing now. I mean, it's not very different, but it's I'm still acting, but I'm much more focused on making my own work than I think I imagined I would be when I moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I think I went through a big learning curve in college where I realized that it wasn't just going to happen to me. Like, I had to happen to it mm-hmm. if that makes sense <laughs> like and and that's kind of carried through and and been the impetus for this company and been what keeps me moving as an artist so I'm now happy to like kind of jump in as an actor or not and be a part of mm-hmm. making the art in whatever way possible nice so. how about for you Tess um I think similarly I uh I've, you know, you, you battle, like, I, I always thought it was annoying to tell people I wanted to be an actor. Yeah, me too. So I would say, <laughs> I, would say I wanted to be a theater artist. Um, you know, it's so stupid. You shouldn't be ashamed of that. You should be proud you Absolutely. want to be an actor. Um, but I think that what did change is my realization that the love and the passion doesn't lie just in performing. And I, I was a, an actor and then switched my concentration to playwriting. So I was a playwriting major with Blake, um, our literary director. And, uh... And, you know, I just, I think that really uh, in in this time, I realized that for me, it's more about creating um, and finding fulfillment in working on like our main stage shows and um, working with these different artists to create these sort of multifaceted experiences that gives me the greatest fulfillment and joy as an artist. Um, and, you know, kind of coming into my own of excitement towards like installation art. I'm really excited about, I want like a salt crystal forest. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> put it out there. If, you know, if it happens, we'll see Blair's just laughing at me. <laughs> shaking your head. Come on, it'll be fun. <laughs> um, but, you know, and the other thing too is I think that I, I'm personally very lucky because, um, you know, I met someone who I just said I liked your boots and they said, cool, well, let's make some weird art. You know, like, <laughs> Blair always laughs at me, but she goes along with the ideas. <laughs> so, yeah, usually. <laughs> yeah. Tess throws out a, you know, 100% of an idea, and I say we're going to do, like, 45% of that, and then we usually land around, like, 87%. So, which is That's good. Awesome. Amazing. That's great. I mean, some of that percentage might be made out of cardboard instead of yes. the salt crystals, but that's wow. okay. <laughs> I need cardboard to make the salt crystals. Yes, so there's absolutely. a compromise. <laughs> so I'm going to ask some more fun questions here. Mm-hmm. Yay! Uh, what is your favorite New York City eatery? <gasps> we love eating. We do. We have meetings. We, love we have. Food. We love eating. Tess and I have business oh. meetings while over food. Over yes. food and and wine and red wine. Uh, yes. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> we also um, love drinking. But we also, just before we go into what our favorite eatery yeah. is, we also have meetings in what's known as the Situation Room, oh, yes, which this is, is important. This is okay. very important. The Situation Room is the very, very <laughs> brass tacks, janky gym <laughs> in the basement of my, my apartment building. Mm-hmm. And we go run on the treadmill and we sweat <laughs> and we say, oh yeah, I forgot to call so-and-so. <laughs> and it's great. It's nice. Yeah. It's a nice way to like release the stress while we're talking about <laughs> like we have less than 20 days for this six, you know, six plays, right. three mm-hmm. nights experience. And, uh, you know, it's nice that we can meet up and just like sweat it out. Right. And then when you get off, you're like, oh, that so-and-so, we'll call them in a second. Yeah. It's going to be fine. You know? <laughs> but yes, go on. So more importantly, the food. eating part yeah, of life. Um, I don't know. There's so many good places. I mean, we both make money also working at bars. I was going to say, we go to Barbancino all the time. Right. It's kind of where I propose to Blair. Yeah, so of course. It's true. We, we have our table there. Yeah. Um, I work there. <laughs> it's, it's in Crown Heights. Does it have a pizza. plaque yet? No, but I'm going to make one now. <laughs> Let's go in there. <laughs> Someday. Um, and then I also frequent Long Island Bar mm-hmm. in Cobble Hill where... I work. Some really good cocktails there. Yeah. So that all our listeners can check you guys out. Oh, yeah. Come visit us. Come find us. (laughs) Um, Speaking (laughs) of finding you places, where are your secret New York hangouts? Oh, our secrets. Um, Oh, geez. I feel like your living room is a big hangout (laughs) for us. Come find us Uh, in my living room. room. (laughs) We go to King Thai a lot, which is another bar. bar. Well, and also, I feel like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of silly because we're out there. It, it's been now two years, but Governor's Island. Yeah, Governor's mm-hmm. Island. We are there a lot. where you will find us. It's so haunted. Mm-hmm. Very haunted, says I. There's That's a, reason a story they, for a different yeah. time. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll probably be out there most of the summer. Yeah. And then winter, it's a lot of bar hopping. Um, mm-hmm. We... I mean, gosh, yeah, I guess mostly King Thai, Barbancino. I work at coffee shops are my office, and so we both live in Crown Heights. So I can't, like, go to one coffee shop two days in a row. Right, of course. Mm -hmm. You know, that would be weird. I usually use um, (laughs) Times Square Cafe Bene as my um, Mm. office because they have that second floor that you can just park yourself there and no one notices. That's a good secret Mm -hmm. for when I'm in that neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, so I want to play a little, we're going to play two games, but here's the mm-hmm. first game. I want you guys to build the perfect, exquisite corpse pop star. <laughs> okay? So with the face of somebody, the body of somebody, and the voice of somebody. Like pop stars that exist in the world today? Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, I think Amanda Palmer. And Sia. Oh, oh, yeah, but she doesn't have a head, so I'm going to put Amanda Palmer. <laughs> as the face? As the face. Okay, the face of Amanda Palmer. Because I feel like Palmer. she's... She's got that like, she's got that like Grunge. DIY vibe. Yeah, the grungy, punky vibe. But I mean, I think face, voice, and vo- and body. Mm-hmm. Wait, okay, so we'll do Sia as our head. Yeah, I think and Sia then should be the Palmer head as our voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's your body? Gosh. Um. Pop. I mean, can they be dead? Sure. Can it yeah. be David Bowie? 
Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I hope he's okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so something I do every interview is something called the Pop 5 Rapid Fire. So I'm going to give you five pop oh, culture gosh. things, and you're just going to rapid fire give a response. Oh, no. I'm you ready? Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to make weird noises. <clears throat> Bear with me. No, I won't. Okay. I'll say words. Right? Okay. All right, number one. Wait, are we going at the same time? Yeah, do we have to say things at the same time? You can we go tag out? Forth, you go. Okay. Okay. Um, number one. Stranger Things. Love it. We Yay! both love it. We love it. Toothless. Toothless. I love him. I love Eleven. Mm, I love uh, him. Number two, Draylo. Oh. Woof. That's my response. Woof. Like, so for people not knowing, that, that is the new couple <laughs> of Drake and Jennifer Lopez. I mean, like, who cares? But, like, also, like, I don't know, like, six people told me about that in the same day, so I feel like the universe is telling me that I have to care. You need to, like, look into it. Yeah. Number three, Meryl Streep. Love her. Yeah. Just listened to her again this morning. Did anybody see up. his tweet about her? He can it's, yeah, sit on that thing and, yeah. Overrated, yeah. She's mm-hmm. so the overrated. Most oh, overrated. yeah. 157 awards she's won in her career. Mm-hmm. And so, I yeah, thought her overrated. speech was beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's just, Empathy. like, the greatest actress. Whatever. Okay. Number four, <laughs> La La Land. Haven't, haven't seen, seen it. it. All right, all but right. we hear we should. Yes, yes I've been hearing. I, as I have not seen it either. And I'm obsessed with that yellow dress. So mm-hmm. if I, yeah. anyone knows where I can get one, let me know. And number five is one one word, Donald Trump. No. Tess, what's your one word? <clears throat> Are you having trouble deciding between all of the expletives? <laughs> like, <Are> you... <laughs> so we should just go with bleep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so what I also do with the podcast is I have, um, my previous guest ask a question for their next guest and you probably will not know who the next guest is. So that's the fun way to do it. So the last guest I had on was my friend, Philip Gates, Uh um, who's now, I believe in grad school. Um, but his question for you is if you could be any song, what song would it be? Unstoppable by Sia. Okay. Oh no, this is like the what's your favorite actor question. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. You'd be like a, I mean, if you turn into a song, you'd be a Janis Joplin song. Like, <laughs> you just put it out there. <laughs> All right. I was going to say maybe like a big New Orleans brass band song of any variety, just because I, that's, that's good. I like it. I can't think of the name. Uh, I can't think. What? I don't. Just do Gabe's band. It's Gabe's band. Nice. So I'm now it's your there. turn uh, to ask our, my next guest a question. So between the two of you, let's get a good question. Ooh. Uh, well, we could steal their idea and say, what kind of visual art piece would you be if you turned into a conceptual mm. art piece? Or like But we should throw painting. the ECC spit on it. Oh, yeah. What uh, woman-identified artist would you yes. be? Because that's, you know, okay. important. Mm-hmm. What female female artist? What woman, female woman artist? artist would you be mm-hmm. if you were an artist? Okay, that's a good yeah. question. And specifically, visual. Visual artist. We'll yeah, go, we'll go with that. Um, all right, let's let's get all your social media out of the way. Let's let's plug the show. <laughs> plug UCC. So, all right, website, ticket link, Twitter, Facebook, give it all. Show it. Uh, our website is www.exquisitecorpsecompany.com. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, our handle is at exquisiteco underscore co. <clears throat> yeah. Our Instagram is 
Exquisite Corpse Co. <laughs> Uh, Facebook, Exquisite Corpse Company. You can find us there. You can find us on the Dixon Place website if you want to find out more about Corpse Revival coming up at the end of the month, January 24th, 25th, and 26th with shows at 7.30 and 9.30. Dixon Place is being awesome mm-hmm. and is offering super great deals. If you want to come one night and see two shows, you can get your ticket for $20. Tickets by themselves cost 18 in a, or sorry 15 in advance 18 at the door so it's a good deal two good shows deal. For two 20. for 20 and then you can see all six if you're crazy like us for 50 dollars <laughs> which Fantastic. is an even better deal so save 10 dollars and see all of them yeah awesome so if you've made it to the end of this podcast let us know by using the hashtag hashtag salt crystal forest <laughs> <laughs> Woo, yeah and we will see you at Corpse Revival. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Thanks once again to Tess and Blair for coming on. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page to learn how to become a patron. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, head over to theaterinthenow.com and drop me a line on our question link. I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.